0: Welcome back to the 4A Music Podcast. I'm Charlie.
1: I'm Alexandria.
0: And I'm Amy. On this week's pod, after summer hiatus, Herbie Hancock preaches at Newport. Taylor Swift rakes in the cash. We remember artists we've lost over the summer, new music, and more.
1: What's new? What's on
2: your mind, Amy? Oh, hey there. Um, Long time no see, everybody. (laughs) Um, What's on my mind? Well, I have just been sort of grateful to have um, a community here in the big city. Um, I've found it really grounding to be creative with The people that I love, whether it be like sitting in or having people over and working on projects or just every opportunity that I've been a part of this year, I can honestly say it's because of like the people around me and the relationships that I'm building and um, the people that I'm spending time with. So I felt grateful for that because in little bit in a reflective space after I've been here for like a year or so and I can definitely see a pattern in terms of like what is paying off and I don't know building a career is really hard so I think it's been helpful to feel grounded by people
1: yeah (laughs) 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 who It it's not just
0: it's not just like things and stuff but it's like people
2: <laughs> well i i just feel like sometimes it can feel like the great oasis like you know you you're free from the structure of a school and like you're in a huge city and there's like so many venues and like everyone's doing their things and you see it everywhere in person and on your phone and which obviously we can control the phone part but I guess I just I think I've heard people say like you can make your community smaller and I've definitely seen that in just focusing on the people that actually like are actively in my life you know yeah. they're like oh hey I have this thing want to do it or it's like oh I know this person you guys should meet like it really has felt super organic in that way i guess
1: yeah i feel like in new york you can get swept off with the wind and it's nice to have people near you that really do like ground you because i feel like it's so easy to be like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go here and go here and then all of a sudden like you're in this whirlwind of things but when you do have that smaller community you're able to like when the wind does pick up, you're able to hang on to people and be like, "Okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I need to be in." Like, and um, it feels less um, scary.
2: Totally, I think I've found I can make opportunities as well. Like, I have felt like I can have creative outlets with others through the people that I'm hanging with I guess because a lot of times I feel like in school I I always was sort of given it in a way I mean I created it but I was given a lot of of like here's this and you could do this and why don't you try this and now I feel comforted by just doing the stuffs with the friends
0: Yeah. yeah I think making stuff with your friends is like is like the dream yeah Like, I think a lot of times when I was younger too, it was just kind of like, well, I need to collaborate with like the people that are like the absolute best at (laughs) whatever that is. Or like, I need to collaborate or I want to work with people that like, that I'm going to get something out of in some ways. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, oh, it's a big name or it's a blah, blah, blah. And like, I'll have, I'll have more opportunities. But I, I think like a lot of that stuff is very, weird and obviously kind of shallow and kind of made up you know this idea of like who's the best of that thing or whatever that is you know it's like um that's that's pretty artificial where it's like if if you can be kind of like making stuff with your friends you all can get better together and um sometimes it's not like who has the most skill at something or who knows the most amount of people it's just kind of like who's gonna who's gonna like support me in doing in like me being the most myself or something or like mm. are we gonna feel comfortable to like really do my thing, mm. not try to like copy some other, some other person's thing or something too. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a great, re- I think that's like a great, uh, it's a great reminder for all of us to reach out to our friends who are doing stuff and do a thing. It makes
2: the world smaller too. Cause then they know people and they know people and all of a sudden it's like, the world is big, but it doesn't feel as overwhelming.
0: <laughs> you are not alone. Um <laughs> how about you? You uh you're back home because I heard yeah. you just won some big award. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Um, I don't know. It's very nice. So um I was honored with at the ensemble theater gala and the ensemble theater is like this. It's one of the largest, um, African American, like independently operated theaters, just like big in the regional theater scene. Um, and I did, when I was growing up, I did their like young performers program. So they have this annual gala and I was honored as like a rising star legacy award, which is fun. Um, it did. I did feel like kind of like a little celebrity, like taking pictures and all this stuff. Like the mayor was there. Congresswoman Jacks, Sheila Jackson Lee was there. Um, another one of the honorees was Aniki, Anika, Anika Noni Rose, who is like Princess Tiana, like the oh. voice of Princess Tiana. And then Jason Durden, which is her husband. And also like an up and coming actor, Tanner Ellis, who like also went the. he was also a Rising Star Legacy Award. Person And they're like be surrounded by so much talent and people who have like similar upbringings, especially Jason and Tanner and even Anika, because she said she started in regional theater, like, and both of them kind of started late in their careers when going there and hearing their words of encouragement, like being in New York and building Again, building community, finding your lane, staying in that, and not really worried about what's going on in everybody else's lane because what is for you is for you. Anyways, I did a bunch of those, like, um, I don't know, I t- they had an itinerary, it was a lot, but I had a lot of fun and I got to meet some really awesome people and to be around the people that have known me since I was like born, (laughs) So that's always nice. And I felt like I was getting back in a sense. Um, So yeah, I had a great time doing that this weekend.
0: That's very cool. Congratulations.
2: Yes. Congrats.
0: Rising star.
2: Rising (laughs) star,
1: Alexandria. (laughs) Yay. Charlie, what about you?
0: Um, well, for me, you know, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's either like, well, wrapping up the school year or like getting <laughs> back into the school year. Uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of kind of like getting back into the swing of things for this, for the school year and getting prepped. I spent the last, um, the last couple months, but in particular the last couple weeks, like very intensely uh, kind of making some recommendations and writing a report on, uh, on like how we might, update some of the the jury requirements and procedures at at Berkeley and so that's been like a big thing that's been on my mind and so I think actually I'm going to share some of the some of kind of like what I came up with or some of the research that I did in posts on on the 4a substack at some point so so hopefully I'll be able to can give more specifics about that but um but yeah I've just been I've been thinking a lot about uh, music and teaching and all that kind of stuff, and I honestly haven't been playing that much because I've been like <laughs> mostly just like typing on my computer, and like yeah. highlighting, highlighting books and doing all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm excited to kind of be around a bunch of musicians again um, in the next couple of weeks and be playing more and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Woo-hoo. I'm excited to get back into foray music stuff. So we've been on we've been on hiatus for summer. So that we all can, you know, get tan, and so like I can eat too much pizza <laughs> and, and do all that. Um, but we're we're back at it, and I'm really excited and grateful to have the two of you here with me, and and um, we're making moves and plans for the fall. So all that's really, Ooh, cool. yeah, that's so that's kind of what's on my mind. Yeah! Yay! yay so let's uh let's hop into the newsletter here we go
1: so if no one knows the Newport Jazz festival is super cool and if you ever have a chance to go please go it's so beautiful anyways I went it was early this August, like August 3rd through the 5th, or something like that. And Harvey Hancock was there, which is crazy. <laughs> Incredible. He's like, what is he, 88, 89? So, 86. It is the 80s. Anyways, this man was mm. preaching on the stage. Um, like in the middle of their set, he was like, hmm, I wonder if the vocoder works. And so he starts, you know, doing usual, herby, like, nice harmonies, nice chords, nice voicings, you know, like, ooh, 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 And then all of a sudden, this man starts preaching. Um, and I think the, the first thing he says is, like, we're all a family. Um, and that family is, like, of course, being human beings. And mm. it doesn't really matter where you come from or what you look like or any of those things. Like you are a human and that's what people should see first and foremost. And then he emphasized taking care of one another. He said, even if he was like poking fun, like old man fun, even if you don't like them, you must take care of everyone in the family. And, and of course he did said, he said all of this while playing the most ridiculous chords. Um, and then later on, he said something kind of interesting. He said, everyone is important. If you are human, you are important. We have to learn this lesson because AI is coming soon. And we have to teach it how to be human, which I thought was so clever because everyone's like, oh my gosh, AI, blah, 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 blah. But AI is attempting to be human. So in order to combat this thing of like, AI being the scary thing that's coming, that's going to like take over the world. Maybe if humans extended more kindness to one another and we had more empathy with one another, maybe whatever AI, maybe this is me being naive, but AI can learn from humans and it'll be kind to us <laughs> and kind yeah. of people who like, you know, put a question in there and like spit, they spit out the answer, but that's something that's more kind or more. Um, I don't know what words I'm searching for, but I I'm glad that Herbie took the time from out of his set to remind everyone of this. Cause him and Wayne, like they have this um manifesto right on his their website about being human and taking care of one another. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm so happy that he takes the time out of his, you know. Said, and everyone's like, "Oh, I just want to hear Herbie like play Watermelon Man." But he like takes the time to use his vocoder to like really send a message that some people may not, you know, some people out there haven't yet heard because everybody's going to see Herbie Hancock. People who are five years old and people who are ninety-five years old are going to see Herbie Hancock. So, and even at his age, to, for him to still believe that music is something that can bring all these people together and that it truly has a message. And it is truly important. Um, I don't know. It's very inspiring.
2: I love that.
0: A few things this makes me think of is the um, there is a new Wayne Shorter documentary on like on yeah. Prime or something that I haven't checked out yet, but I definitely want to. But I think that that's really Same. Cool. I think that's really cool. So I'm excited mm. about that. I actually just watched uh, um, a. <laughs> I'm going off on like tangents. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm about to, but I just watched the um, Quincy Jones documentary that I think is on Netflix or something. Oh,
1: yeah, Help
0: mm-hmm. make, and it was really it was really great. It was fascinating. There was like a lot of stuff. There was a lot of great historical stuff. There was a lot of great kind of stuff from his from his own mouth and all that kind of uh, that kind of thing. So that was really cool. Um, But then the other thing is, speaking of AI, you know, I always have, like, a weird AI story to talk about. (laughs) Um, I've been thinking something about this. uh, I think we talked a little bit about, like, the Spotify AI DJ. Yes, we did. That's happening now. Ugh. So what's actually happening with that? So someone someone posted I think on Threads like like I really like the Spotify DJ like AI DJ but like the, I started to notice like after a few days that it's just playing the same kind of 30 songs over and over and over again. And like that's kind of weird. I mean I like those songs, but they're it's kind of weird that it's not giving me anything else. <laughs> Yeah, maybe my listening history is just like being weird but then someone else another like a musician um responded and said just so you know like the the songs that get that get like placed into those like ai databases are being weighted by um by like you have to like pay basically to play like you have to pay if you pay a fee then your song will get um, featured in those like AI DJ. Whoa. List. Oh my gosh. And so what happens is like the big like the big record companies and stuff um are like paying those fees because they'll pay it to have like, you know, the pop the more kind of popular stuff like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and all that kind of stuff in there. But like um more kind of independent artists are kind of like, well I'm not paying for that. Like you should be paying me because like, you're right you know and so like their music is um getting played a lot less so like a lot of musicians have noticed recently that their plays are like their plays on spotify are down kind of significantly uh probably because most people like a lot of people are kind of trying out the ai dj ai dj thing ai dj am i i feel like i'm not yeah. saying, you're saying you're it saying it correctly yeah this is
2: like another re- you're giving me another reason to be uh, angry <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Herbie Hancock is is telling you to be uh, optimistic because yeah um, I mean AIs are a, a, all this stuff is created by humans right it's not something that we're yeah. that we're downloading from our space or something so so it it has all of the it has all of the humanity kind of baked in you know with like the good mm-hmm. and the bad things you know and i think maybe the point of some of the herbie stuff that i think he's saying is kind of you know we want to bake in as much of the like love and peace and (laughs) just like that as much as possible and maybe try to bake in less of the other things (laughs) the more just yeah yeah but anyways i wish i could have gone to newport newport was newport was cool this year yeah
1: it was it was such a great mix of of musical groups. Like at the same time, like on the same stage you would have like Bill Sharlap and then Orrin Evans and then Petito Martinez and then Cautious Clay. They were like playing back to back on the same stage. And that's like you don't find that anywhere else. Diana Paul was at the same time as Samira Joy. Mm. Like you had all these like um music from different artists that maybe you wouldn't think go in the same place Mm. or like I saw my favorite I know I talk about them all the time war and (laughs) treaty but they're at Newport and why were they at Newport I don't know um thank you Christian McBride for believing in blues but they're like you know why would they be playing? They're the you know on that same Harbor Stage. Bill charlotte was the day after them. Like, where would you ever go to a place and see Warren Treaty, a country blues rock group, and Bill charlotte on the same day or you know same um, festival? So i i I was grace I was happy that they had such a diversity diverse music selections, and it wasn't so much about let's elevate all the big names. It was like, let's elevate everyone. Like from, you know, the new and upcoming people to, you know, the big people like Herbie Hancock. Even Thundercats set it like hard. Like even the older people that were out there, they're like, I don't get why he's talking about anime, but like he sings mm-hmm. well, like he has <laughs> his great bass playing. You know? Yeah. So, you know.
2: I feel like that Thank supports you. what Herbie was saying as well in terms of the inclusivity of like, we're all humans. We're all family. It's like, it's all music yeah. and they're all humans making art. It's cool. That's
1: That's very cool.
0: And speaking of like the biggest artists, I'm going segue <laughs> Amy
2: segue. You
0: were, you wrote a little bit about Taylor Swift this week.
2: I did write about Taylor Swift and I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of hate, but I can't call myself a Swifty. Not from this crowd. I don't think you guys will like be too upset, but there's people who might be. But anyways, I think that she's a very smart person, and I think her music is really cool, and she has epic loyal fans. But the whole like the hype, like, I'm not, I just like am not at that party. Um but it's super interesting to me because she's doing um a major feat i would say she's drawing from 10 studio albums because we i think most people know but she's like re-recording her album so that she can own i believe it's the masters right Mm -hmm. um which that's a whole other can of worms but basically she draws on this tour she's drawing from her 10 studio albums um and one thing I think is really actually super cool is she's, she performs a surprise song every night. So I would imagine as a fan, of course, I would be like, oh, my God, what's she going to sing? What's she going to sing? <laughs> so she's building a ton of hype. Um, And in terms of the the budget and like the money side of things, the tour is expected to bring in close to one billion dollars. Which I think is just insane. Yeah. Um, and I saw this funny picture somewhere on the internet that was like a picture of um Margot Robbie and a picture of Taylor Swift, and it was like the two blondes carrying the economy on their backs, <laughs> which I thought <laughs> was funny, but it is it's it is crazy like the scale um of of art right now, these like big big things going on um and the tour has also been extended so that's another crazy thing that i'm sure everyone's excited about and i kind of love seeing it on social media like i feel like i'm just watching it on tv like i see everyone like this is my era's outfit this is what surprise song is she gonna sing um but it's cool and i think it's cool that she is able to bring in so many loyal fans that is one thing that i think is incredible i don't know that i see that with like every artist she has these fans that like love her she has them like wrapped around her finger which is kind of insane mm-hmm. yeah.
0: it's just similar to like beyonce and totally you know, Beatles mania or like some of those kinds of things yeah, yeah. the her like the um the per- the photos or videos of her performing like in the rain just like it's oh like God. boring and she's just like going. I, I've seen a couple a couple people being like, you know, I'm I'm not really, I, you know, I wasn't really super into this, but like seeing this and just like seeing the the level of like professionalism and skill and all of that kind of stuff, like when she's playing live is is really a something, you know, something to see.
1: Yeah.
2: It seems so. I bet if I heard it, I I might be like, well, now I'm a Swifty,
1: but. <laughs> I think someone said like like Taylor Swift and Beyonce are like kind of helping the co- economy like a crap fund, yeah. Like they're and Barbie, of course, but it's like that's insane that these two artists are single like three ish. There's you know helping the recession.
2: That's crazy. Music is
1: helping the recession.
2: Yeah, I just think it's wild for a person to become that big. I was thinking about that listening to music in the car. How like she is like a person and like but she becomes a brand. And then her like imagine having to deal with a budget for tour that's like enormous. Like I saw a video on how they she jumped. I don't want to spoil anything. People are gonna kill me if they haven't been, but there's like a video of her diving and apparently there's like a whole thing about it and like they have trucks going like to the next next venue and like so that they can set up in time it's like insanity yeah. the scale of it
1: you're there for like where i think miley cyrus was saying on her new like she's releasing she released something right
2: yeah i saw that and she's
1: like releasing these like documentary style videos and she's like as a like you're in a city for one day and then you're there for a 90 minute performance. And then you're off to the next city. I mean, sometimes they have like multiple shows in one city. I think like Beyonce probably does three nights or something, mm. but like they're in that they're gearing up for a 90 minute performance, like hours and hours, months of preparation. Like I'm sure she had to practice that so many times months before mm-hmm. and be in a different stage, like every and venue every day. And you have to be, like, so calm and cool and collected to jump.
2: I also I also think it's actually Taylor Swift's show, I think, is three and a half hours.
1: It's three and a half.
2: That's what I heard. And also, so that also makes me think, how is she, like, she has to be taking care of herself. Like, it, I don't even know how.
1: Yeah.
2: In terms of, like, I, I was thinking about her voice the other day. <laughs> In terms of, like, how does somebody take care of their voice? doing that
1: I think like it's like equal amounts rest and equal amounts doing the thing so I'm sure she's like silent or like or sleeping people, yeah people have that's why she has people you know what why, why yeah. all those people have people so they just have to show up
2: yeah
0: I think it also helps that like most of her songs are like pretty low yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're not that I mean they're not that hard to sing, you know. They're very they're very I hear like, you. They're very like speech quality. I don't think it's not like she's like um singing cats or something.
2: You no, know? you're right. You have a good point.
0: Sort of big belty thing or whatever, but Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I you know. Yeah, the 3 hours, you know.
2: And talking cool. even with everyone like screaming back at you.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> after that shit. Or whatever with some yours. <sighs> but yeah, yeah. It's um, it's hard to kind okay. of wrap your, your brain around for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's very cool. Um Should we transition now? Let's <laughs> yeah. do it.
1: Let's do it, Charlie. What are you going to tell us this week? So I
0: wanted to kind of do a little bit of a in memoriam uh section here for the not for the summer ending because we could do an in memoriam <laughs> a uh. so now. Summer's over, but. <laughs> Uh, you know because we had the summer off a lot there were some of our like some of our favorite artists passed away this summer and i wanted to make sure that we kind of um that we took a moment to just kind of like you know think about these people or say their names or whatever Mm. so normally we normally we've kind of in the past done done uh, episodes or newsletters or something. If, if someone passes away that's important to us, we'll like kind of spend some time. And we weren't around this summer to do that for these artists. So I just kind of wanted to do a, a little bit of a rundown. It didn't feel like I was doing them justice, but it's tricky. We're kind of in between. You know, it's like I didn't want to not say anything, but also it's, it's hard to kind of like spend a ton of time on, on each person. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll just kind of I'll kind of go through my list here, and I'll, we'll cue the sad, we'll cue the pensive music, Sarah McLaughlin or something like that. But <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to go kind of in reverse cr- chronological order. So most recently was uh, at the end of July, Sinead O'Connor passed mm-hmm. away at the age of 56. The Grammy Grammy winning Irish singer rose to fame with her cover of Prince's song "Nothing Compares to You." but also a number of controversies including uh infamous um SNL performance which i don't know if any of you, if either of you have ever seen like a clip I haven't this Me neither. i remember I, I like i'm pretty sure like i was alive or like i this was on the news or something when i was a kid but um she she was kind of like very uh she's an amazing singer and performer um but she was like kind of very anti-establishment like very kind of like anti-capitalist um kind of like didn't want to do like some of these like kind of sell out things she saw as kind of sell out things and so she she refused to go on snl when uh the comedian andrew andrew dice clay was hosting who's just kind of an asshole and so she refused mm-hmm. to kind of do it at the time that he was hosting but then like later on she she did this snl performance where she's saying an acapella version of bob marley's war and during the performance she like tears up a, a photo of the pope oh my god said fight the real enemy um and so this was during the time that they were all that protests were happening over the Catholic Church's cover up of child abuse by the by priests. So mm-hmm. um so like this was like very gnarly. And at the time, like for that to be on just like NBC, like <laughs> on, on just <laughs> Oh my gosh. Live, you know. It was like all live. So it was like um so it was you know, maybe something like that doesn't seem like that big of a deal now. And I think we have like a much, now we have like a much nicer Pope as far as everything I know about it. The Pope seems very, very <laughs> sweet right now. But uh, John Paul II was not quite as sweet. It was like a lot of cover-ups for for priests and stuff. It was bad, bad, bad vibes. So, um, so that's kind of like, uh, that was, you know, that's like a very famous kind of thing she did. And she did a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, mm. She was like, you know, very fighting, very a big champion for the, for her, for the causes that she believed in. So, mm. uh, so Sinead O'Connor, um, and then that week, uh, one of my favorite singers of all time, uh, Tony Bennett, who was 96, uh, and was kind of very famously deteriorating. Uh, he had Alzheimer's and, um, and you know was just really old had had like lived a long life and even even not that long ago it was kind of like had his final performance it was st- yeah. singing like t- how Tony Bennett sings mm-hmm. but uh yeah he started his career in 1950 uh he recorded 60 albums 44 mm. of which would chart on the billboard 200 uh he won 16 grammy awards Um, including for his song, I left my heart in San Francisco, which is like not my favorite Tony Bennett song, but, (laughs) but it's his Mm -hmm. most famous one. Mm -hmm. Um, that week when he passed away, I was kind of just like, uh, you know, just like looking on, there were a lot of things on YouTube that were kind of popping up and online that were popping up. And I found this really cool video of him and Bill Evans playing duo. They do like kind of three songs in a row. It's just like really interesting to see how they both approach the, like just performing, like kind of differently. Like Tony Bennett was just like s- such a showman and mm-hmm. kind of 11 is just kind of like hunched over the piano, like, bar- like barely looks up the whole time kind of a thing, yeah. but it's very yeah. cute. It like, looks very, like it looks very seventies or something. I don't know exactly when this video is from, but I'll link it in the newsletter. Um, but yeah, Tony Bennett, um, meant a lot to me and especially those duo albums i think are just like really really great it's kind of like i think too if you're like learning a standard like usually the tony bennett version is like a great version to start with like mm-hmm. it's pretty straightforward mm-hmm. maybe a little bit schmaltzy but it's like so clear and uh, and young
2: young tony bennett is like less so yeah I think like sh- what that word that you just oh. used that was perfect. <laughs>
0: Plain. I was like less showy. He was like maybe a little bit more of like, a, you know, like an art, like he had more well, artistic.
2: early of- Tony Bennett, like helps me appreciate the later stuff in terms of the actual vocal style.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Do you mean like vibrato and everything? Like how that. Yeah.
2: And then just like the, the delivery of the words and the pronunciation and the like yeah,
0: totally. the whole
2: shebang. It's awesome. I think I just like hearing him younger helped me contextualize it, I guess.
0: Oh, totally. And there's the kind of the very famous sort of like uh, the very, very famous sort of like slidey tone of think like the Whoa! Yeah. Like, that, like, <laughs> like that's like a, that kind of comes in in a lot of different tunes and records. Totally. Um, so, uh, and another jazz singer, Brazilian jazz singer, a uh, month before that, um, the girl from Ipanema, uh, Astrid Gilberto, Gilberto, uh, on July 5th, uh, passed away. Uh, and her career is, uh, is kind of interesting. Um, she started in 1963, like, with that recording. So, like, her, she had never wow. before the girl oh, from Ipanema thing with, like, Stan Getz, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Uh, her husband and yeah like she was just with her husband on the trip to new york to like record this thing and they were like well it might be kind of nice to have the tune sung in like portuguese first and so like you know astrid do you want to like sing it or whatever and she did and it was like okay and that was that was kind of great um and uh yeah what's kind of funny though is like some of the vibes of that i was like doing a little bit of research and like some of the vibes with her and stan Getz are kind of funky so apparently like, stan Getz was kind of a jerk like he made a point that astrid like should not get any of the royalties from the recording like he kind oh, wow. of stiffed her out of like all the money for that recording and then hit like um the, uh, her and her husband got a divorce, or broke up, or whatever, and she actually like reportedly had like a an affair with Stan Getz. What? There was like oh my gosh. some things going on there, and so um, it's just kind of it. They had like a whole thing going on, but she, of course, went on to uh, make a lot of really famous recordings in all different kinds of languages, um, not just English or or uh, Portuguese, but. But just really beautiful voice, and I I don't know too too much about her. I kind of just know her from a distance, or like know her, her recordings. But um, but yeah, uh, Astrid Gilberto. Um, and then the uh, there's two more. The next one is uh, George Winston. And if you listen to our podcast about Christmas, like our favorite Christmas music, <laughs> Christmas recordings, um. Or if you're in my house at Christmas, you're going to hear a lot of George Winston. So he he kind of had this like folky R and B kind of jazzy piano uh, kind of way of kind of piano play, piano playing. Um, and it says here the Grammy winning pianist who blended jazz, classical, folk, and other stylings on such million selling albums as Autumn, Winter into Spring, December. He passed away at the age of seventy three, and. Um, yeah, the December that album is is one of my favorite kind of like Christmas albums or like holiday albums of all time. But he like he named I, I don't know if all of his albums, but a lot of his albums, his recordings, he kind of just like named for like a season or like a vibe or something. And <laughs> I respect that a lot. I just think it's I think it's mm-hmm. cool. so um, really really cool. Uh, piano player, like very chill, very vibey, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, George Winston, uh, and then finally. Uh, back in late May, so this is kind of like right right, kind of around the time that we did kind of our last podcast before going on break, uh, Tina Turner, the rock and roll trailblazer, uh, died at the age of 83. Uh, Warner Bros. said in a statement, even after countless awards, the 180 million album sales, the record-breaking tours, and unforgettable acting roles, Tina will be remembered most through the sheer joy of her music. So powerful is her extraordinary universal appeal that there is no doubt she will continue to influence generations to come. She stands as the epitome of artistic self-empowerment. Wow. Uh, And it's kind of crazy, like in some of the research, uh, she's born in Tennessee, Tennessee. Uh, in 1939 the youngest of the family's two daughters she picked cotton on the farm where her father was caretaker and sang in the local baptist church so that's kind of like how oh, wow. she acted. and then like and then she kind of ended up basically supporting two huge musical acts. There's the thing with her and her husband this is like kind of famous like the ike and tina turner thing um mm-hmm. there's like movies based on that and then her solo her solo career and um it's just kind of crazy like it's crazy like how famous and influential she was even at like even in her like 40s and 50s and 60s and all that kind of stuff at a bunch of at a time when like a lot of female pop artists are kind of told like okay i think you're done
1: you know was
0: like still Mm. kicking ass um during that during that period and uh just kind of such a rock star. So Tina Turner. Um, so the, that's our in memoriam uh, uh, section for the summer, and it's been kind of a it's been a rough couple of years for sure. You
2: mm-hmm.
0: know, uh. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, that was also speaking going back to that uh, Quincy Jones documentary. That was the thing he was talking about a lot. There, he's just like, man, you know, just keep losing all of these. Like losing all, losing all my people, you know, and that kind of thing. It's kind of, it's,
1: didn't he just turn 90?
0: Yeah. I think he just had a big birthday. And, and that documentary is like based around the, um, I don't know if it's the new museum or the section of the Smithsonian, but like the Black American Museum or the Black Experience in Washington. Hmm. It was doing like the big, the big show for that. So I got to check that out. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, did I miss anybody on the list? Did
2: Not that no. Anybody
0: on the spot, but yeah. Not on the list. Cool, cool, cool. So let's uh, let's jump into new music. And this is not just from this week, but for the last couple of weeks. Because we- <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> is. Um, Amy, do you want to start us off? New music.
2: Yeah, for sure. So we have um, an album called Tori by Tori Kelly um and it's like r&b tory she (laughs) um she started on like youtube that's my understanding like way back vine Vine? okay yeah so like she was one of these people (laughs) that was like going viral before it was like everyone's i don't know now it seems like people are like that's their goal i I feel like she hit it before that was like a goal of anyone's Mm -hmm. you know um but she's it's been cool to like watch her songwriting sort of evolve and um she's kind of in a new era you know how these all these artists have like new chapters she's kind of like opened a new chapter which is kind of cool i really liked the lead single um and the i listened to the album i need to listen to it more it was one of those ones where i listened to i was like this is super dope but i'm gonna need to listen to it more to kind of like get into the vibe you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, and also, this in blah, 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 in our collection of music, we have an album called None by Rich. Um, Rich was in Third Story, which was a group of three singers that um, was doing some stuff a couple of years ago, um, and they like toured with actually Tori Kelly and with Chance the Rapper, um, mm-hmm. and they have like their releases out and then um but this album is rich's I think it's his first solo album release but he's been releasing solo for a while anyways I think he's incredible I'm biased because our families grew up together so he's a very special family friend but his artistry is like um really honest and um his songwriting is I think unique he he is seems to be comfortable sharing his voice and it's clear that it's his voice i think that he can fit into like a a vibe of of a genre but it's definitely nothing i've ever heard before i guess i would say um mm-hmm. so i would definitely check it out it's really cool um and he talks about things like being alone and how to navigate that and um becoming more comfortable with like who you are and this type of thing so yeah highly recommend
0: very cool can't wait to check it out uh the other two the first one is um sundial by no name this is a very very highly anticipated (laughs) album at least for me (laughs) uh, because i love the i love the last one but um the pitchfork uh, article on this gave it a 8.8 8 out of 10, and Whoa. Said, No Name's first album here's wow. is a cool and masterful interrogation of the culture. She's taking everyone's name, including her own. Um, mm. so I actually really like this. I think it's to me, it's just as good as her last album musically and stuff. I was really vibing with it. I know that like there's been some kind of criticisms of her. I think like it's tricky because like when you kind of try to like make a point or something like that, it's like, and you do it in a, in a forum like this, like you put it under an album or something like that. Like it's really easy for that stuff to kind of get picked apart. And it's like, well, you're saying this, but you're only really doing this boba And it's like, you don't really have an opportunity to kind of like respond because it's like this, it's this thing that kind of is like a snapshot in time. So, so I, I, I kind of heard about some of the, Some of the slightly more controversial things like after hearing the album and like was not feeling any of that while i was listening to it but um but i think it's awesome i think it's really great i love like the sound of her voice and and like the the kind of the way that she talks about things and and the way that she raps and everything is just like feels so singular and
1: and
0: unique and stuff it's just like no one really sounds like her even a little bit Mm -hmm. and um like the like the like the singing parts on it are cool and all that kind of stuff so so it's really cool and but one of the things that they're talking about here where she's taking everyone's name is like a is one of the songs that kind of goes at like Kendrick Lamar and like I forget if it's like Beyonce and I don't know if it's Jay-Z. like Jay-Z or whatever for like kind of playing the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff and talking about how like like the NFL and and all these other places are kind of like um, are promoting like the military industrial complex. And, you know, it's just like all like wow, like doing it to make money. And they, they don't care if people are getting blown up and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, like the jets flying overhead and all that kind of stuff. And then but then and then she's like, she's like, and I said, I never would play Coachella but then, of course, I just went. I did it because at some point you just want to like get paid or whatever. And it was like, she's like, uh. no, nah, I'm not even doing that. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. That's like the including her own part. But, but uh, really recommend the album. I think it's super cool. And then, um, and I should mention the artwork too because it's quite. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying before it's like every time it pops up in my car, like on the screen, it's like whoa. And I think it's like, I don't know if it's, I haven't like read anything about it. So I don't know, but it's, it's, um, I don't know if it's like supposed to be kind of indicative of like, I don't know if it's supposed to just be shocking to be shocking. I don't know if it's like indicative of other artwork. I don't know if it's supposed to be like AI generated looking sort of a thing or something, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite intense. Um, but the album is, the album is not, uh, it's kind of it's much it's much easier to listen to than the photo is to look at it but uh, anyways uh, <laughs> probably being a jerk or something but i definitely no.
2: no i'm laughing because that's funny to think about like what would it sound like if you just look at an album cover like what do you think it would sound
0: like oh yeah
1: mm.
2: anyways
0: to be the vibe where it's like you walk into the store and you're like this album cover looks kind of cool like i kind of always what this looks like You know, yeah, uh,
1: I guess like her other album covers are like slightly, they're like a little bit more simplistic, except for like maybe room 25. But like, telephone is is definitely like a little off putting right? Because it's like a girl and there's like a skull on top. Mm. And then like maybe she's like continuously getting grotesque. (laughs) It's like her frustrations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to like, just trying to make people feel uncomfortable or something just (laughs) (laughs) um but then the other the other album is by a kind of folky indie singer-songwriter named bonnie prince billy who i'm a pretty big fan of Um, Mm -hmm. and his new album is called uh keeping secrets will destroy you Mm -hmm. it's got a 7.7 from pitchfork they said on his first solo album in four years will oldham which is his name so bonnie prince billy is like a stage name or like a project mm-hmm. name um dispenses the wisdom of his life and the anxiety of his present into some of his most intimate and compelling musical settings so oh, wow. i think he's i think he's definitely like a um acquired taste you know in like his his book like his singing sound and all that kind of stuff is like vocal quality, but um, but I really like him. I think it's like very chill. It's very like acoustic guitar, mm. kind of sort of a thing. So so it's a cool album. I, I also um, I also recommend checking out. So yeah, that's new music for this week. We hope everybody's finding some cool new music. There's a lot, I think there was it was like pretty gnarly. Like a lot of stuff was coming out for like the beginning of this month like the beginning of august end of july like a lot of things were hitting and now we've Mm -hmm. kind of hit a little bit of a slow period is i think Mm -hmm. between summer it's like not quite summer it's not quite fall so um so there's maybe a little bit of a dry spell but there's been a lot of cool new music so we'd love to hear what new music you all are checking out if you want to hit us up on any of our social media things or if you want to um Write a comment on on this, or, or or I don't even know. Send us a message if there's something we're something we're missing that you're listening to. We'd love to. We'd love to hear us. Yeah. So that's the newsletter. We're back.
2: Woo-hoo. We're back, baby. Uh,
0: um, Amy, do you want to read us out?
2: I'd love to. This old thing. <laughs> Thanks for listening and supporting a Music. Remember to like and subscribe. And just a note that if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps us out a lot. And we love to read and highlight your comments on next week's show, which will actually be in two weeks. Yep. So, yeah. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Threads, Hey-o. YouTube, <laughs> and TikTok at 4A Music subscribe to our newsletter at 4amusic.substack.com and check out our website at
1: 4amusic.com
0: awesome and alexandria what's our quote this week
1: go down in flames john legend john legend
0: (laughs) flaming
1: (laughs) oh yeah
0: bursting into flames uh Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. We think you're super. Bye. Bye. Bye.